0: Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G.
1: Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be talking about impact leadership, and with us today to help us have this conversation, we have Susan Jeffers. And Susan, I know I just said your last name wrong.
2: So okay, Cheryl, it's okay, Cheryl, but it's Dreyfus.
1: It's Dreyfus. So it yep. When it came out, it sounded like it was not correct. Not to worry. <laughs> okay, great. Susan, it's so wonderful to have you on the line. Susan is the President and CEO of Families International in Milwaukee. Susan, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. You bet. My pleasure. Yes, and later on today we'll be having Jenny Fermer, who's the Associate Executive Director with Alpert Jewish Family Services. She'll be joining us as well, and we'll look forward to also having your questions come in, and we'll have those read online and try to respond to as many of those as possible as well. Before we dive right into our topic, Susan, I'm going to ask you if you would share a little bit about yourself so that our listening audience can have a little bit of the perspective that you bring.
2: Sure. Um, Well, my career has spanned across um, both public and nonprofit sectors. I recently served as Secretary of the Washington State Department of Social and Health Services for Governor Christine Gregoire. I also served on the administration of Governor Tommy Thompson um, in the state of Wisconsin. And I have worked in the nonprofit sector as formerly the chief operating officer of the organization that I'm now proud to be the CEO of, the Alliance for Children and Families and Families International. And I spent time in behavioral health care. Working in the administration of a large, uh, behavioral healthcare organization that, uh, here in Wisconsin, but providing services across the country.
1: Fabulous. Well again, it's just wonderful. I know I had an opportunity to hear some of your wisdom when I was there in New Orleans for the executive, actually the senior leadership conference that Your organization sponsors, it was a fabulous conference and when you came in and spoke to the board, I thought, God, I'd love to hear you share a little bit more. Oh, thank you. I love the work. Oh, great. When we say the word
2: impact leadership, what comes to mind for you, Susan? Well, I'll tell you, Cheryl, I have been doing this work a long time and I, I remember when Governor Gregoire was um, talking to me about coming out to the state of Washington, I told her, I said, Governor, I am truly at a point in my career where I'm tired of just trying to make programs and services within larger failed systems work, and that the work that we need to be about in social and health services needs to fundamentally be about reducing the number of people who live in poverty, improving the number of people who enjoy health, and I define health broadly to include behavioral health, but also to make sure that more people can enjoy opportunities for educational and employment success. I believe therein lies the great issues of social inequity in America. And when I think of my time in the public sector dealing with very expensive, deep end and transient problems that we seem to face over and over and over again, I think at the end of the day, those are the impacts that it's about. So my plea to nonprofit human service leaders across the country is to move beyond trying to achieve great outcomes in your programs and services, but how both internally and externally through your many partnerships and your courageous and innovative leadership, you are having a larger impact on the populations that you serve. And for me, it's poverty, health and safety, and education and employment.
1: Wonderful. Absolutely um, love that. And um, definitely that cuts across so many different, um, one might say, areas that we um, see over and over again in the mission statements of so many nonprofit organizations, as well as the work that the public sector does. If you were to um, help us to paint a picture, to really get an understanding of what this concept looks like when we talk about impact Leadership. Can you think of some examples maybe in history or currently where you really can see impact leadership is evident and that we're really driving down maybe poverty or increasing opportunities with regards to education or social services or increasing health um, in those that are in our communities?
2: Sure. Well, you know, you don't have to look too far in our work to go back to Jane Addams, the mother of social work. Mm-hmm. And you go back to the date, Jane Adams, when she was the founder of the Settlement House Movement, you know, it was very much about um, uh, truly looking at the root causes underneath what was causing need, not only within the individual but within the community within which they lived. I mean, that was the birth of the Settlement House Movement um, across America, that it's more than just the provision of programs and services, but the way in which we engage uh, not only those that we, we serve and give them true and authentic voice, but the way in which we engage our communities to share with us in the goals that we are trying to achieve. I mean, that's the beauty of nonprofits. So when I think of impactful leadership, I do think nonprofits are very much uh, lead in that because our work is uh, best done when we do it with and through the community. And when the community is owning with us, these larger issues that we face, but also helping to come up with the solutions to those issues. But I think Jane Addams embodied it well um, in all of her work. But the thing that I always loved about Jane Addams was how genuine she was about the authentic voice of those within the organization, those that we serve, and the full inclusion of the community in our work. That's, I think, where creativity and impact um, happens best. I think a fast forward to today, um, I think one of the greatest governors in America today is Governor Christine Gregoire out in the state of Washington, who I had the pleasure of serving for more than two and a half years. Um, I watched her in the height of this great recession, um, the painful decisions that were needing to be made to cut a uh, budget in order to have a balanced budget, which she, you know she's constitutionally required to do. But when I would sit in meetings with her, as she would agonize over those decisions, she was fundamentally wanting to protect the core services that she knew were key to issues around people being able to have access to a quality education, a quality health care delivery system, making sure that our, our most critical safety net programs weren't just propped up but were able to work well. And, uh just a visionary leader, leader that was always thinking, um, not just about election, but about that 20-year view of what is it, what's the state that we want, and how do we take these tough decisions that we're making and align it to the vision that we have for our state. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, and I know that the settlement house. Definitely, the
1: whole movement so when you think about um Jane Addams and we look at what we even have here today, I mean our organization, going on a hundred years, was a settlement house, and we know that we have the settlement houses throughout the um, you know the the states that continue the work that she started, so I think that 's a wonderful example of someone who has started a movement a movement that and it has definitely stayed alive. And uh, And I think we're going to see that movement
2: rekindled. I think Jane Addams is going to be quite happy. I think Mm -hmm. when you look at all the work that's going on now about neighborhood revitalization, Mm -hmm. I think people are understanding Mm -hmm. that um, if we really want these impacts, as I talked about them earlier, we have to engage our organizations in different ways and we have to engage the community in different ways Mm -hmm. to get that job mm -hmm. done. And we all share responsibility for it. Yeah,
1: and and let's stop there a little bit because you said we have to engage our organizations and engage our communities in different ways. What might be some of those different ways?
2: Well, I look at um, uh, right now when um, uh, leaders are fully engaging their employees in not just the work that they are required to do, but they're fully engaging them in the in the mission of the organization and attaching them to it. When you – I'll give you an example. One of the things that I do here – um, I've just been in my job now um, three months, and one of the things i started doing right away are what I call forward forums. Um, they are not meant to be mandatory. They are not meant to be um, rigid in terms of they're, they're more spontaneous in terms of when I call them. Anyone can come from any place in the organization and engage in a conversation with me about a compelling uh, maybe article that I have read, an issue that I see us facing as a sector how I'm thinking about the repositioning of the organization for the future mm-hmm. so that they feel they can have an authentic voice in the organization and that they can influence my thinking and decision-making. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's engaging our employees in not just the work that their job description says they are supposed to do, but asking them every day, will you join me in leadership? And that takes a, a certain kind of a CEO that does not take the work so personally. It is not about me. I always say my job is to leave this organization stronger than I found it, and the mark of a great leader is when they leave, hopefully folks throw a nice party and are sad that they left, but hopefully the vision keeps on keeping on because it's been so embedded within the hearts and minds of the employees, they won't let it die.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that's a wonderful, those forward forums is a wonderful example of uh, inclusion in action. Um, I think uh, one of the things, I know Andre, your organization probably gets tired of hearing me say it because I say it over and over again, particularly as we prepare to um, engage in trainings and, and so on and so forth, is People learn and grow from interaction with each other. I think there's a proverb that says, iron sharpens iron. And so I think when we create that space for those voices to be heard and people to have conversations, there are so many possibilities and opportunities that emerge. So I commend you for doing that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If you were to think of the uh, maybe the characteristics or the skills That will be necessary for someone to lead in a way where they really are um, making this positive difference, being mission-driven and driving down some of these, or up some of these critical factors. Um, What would be those characteristics or skills that you might look for in a to have for a leader to have in order to be impactful?
2: Well, let me. um, I'm going to answer that in like in two ways. I think first of all, we need to have um, leaders in our organizations who can uh... make sure the organization is being managed well and these are complex organizations the finances around our organizations are getting much more complex um, as we're moving into managed care contracts and capitation and risk sharing and um, making sure that you know boards are functioning at the uh... at the strategic level that they should be functioning in while making sure they meet their fiduciary responsibilities We need executives that have the skill sets of of making sure their organizations are truly being managed well. Very important to funders. Very important to the community that believes in us and invests in us. That that is that that is happening. So you know, first of all, making sure that people have those necessary skills and are surrounding themselves with leadership teams,
3: Mm -hmm. and we can make sure the
2: organization is managed well. Have those necessary skills. What would those necessary skills be? Well, so then I'll go to the next level, which is now more about leadership, all right? Traits and characteristics, and Mm -hmm. and I think now I look more at the um, the kinds of traits and characteristics that are critical to the to impactful leadership in the 21st century. Okay, you know what? We're
1: going to take a quick.
2: Um, commercial break.
1: Sure. So I'm going to put a comma right there, but I'm so sitting on the edge of my chair waiting to hear what you have to say about these characteristics and traits. Absolutely. we'll come right back and discuss this. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sanjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: Susan Dreyfus, President and CEO of Families International in Milwaukee, is here uh, right before we went to break. I know, Susan, I asked you to put a
2: comma in yeah. your thought, and I'm just going to have you pick right back up. All right. Well, comma, and here we go. <laughs> um, there was a report that came out um, a number of years ago uh, by IBM. They put out a global CEO study that I would really encourage your listeners to go to the IBM website and pull off. They've put out three of them now and the one that i'm referring to is called the enterprise of the future. and what i loved about it is they said that the enterprise of the future really gets this issue of impactful leadership is these are organizations that are hungry for change. they're not, you know, it's it's so easy to to um, as soon as things become ambiguous, as soon as change is in front of us, it's easy to want to fight it, repel it, get away from it. And organizations of the future and where we're going to see the most impactful leadership is leaders that are hungry for change. The other thing they talk about is being innovative beyond your imagination, being an integrated organization as we now live in a global world. But what I love is when they talk about the need to be disruptive by nature. And we have to constantly be thinking critically about ourselves about our organizations, and about the work that we do, not in a negative way, but in a way that gets us constantly thinking about what is it that we do and how can we always be doing it better, and is it having the impact that we need it to have, and if not, we need to change it up. And the one thing that they talk about in this report that I've kept with me is that the number one leadership trait, and they they do this um, interview of um, over 2,000 CEOs across the world and across wow. all sectors, mm-hmm. the number one leadership trait they believed in the 21st century is creativity. Now, for, an, for a leader to be creative, it really requires you to realize that it, it used to be you could be leaders of our organizations and play the game of chess a linear relationship with your funders, a linear relationship with your boards or your staff, a linear relationship with the community. Well, what, what we're being challenged with under this 21st century world we live in is we've got to move from playing the game of chess to putting together a jigsaw puzzle. And that's the best analogy that I can use of what I think is key to impactful leadership is the kind of creativity where you realize that you simply can't view the world within the confines of your own discipline and that you need to constantly be uncovering those previously hidden or ignored correlations and patterns in order to put together that jigsaw puzzle that engages your employees, engages your boards, engages your communities and your funders in what the new phrase of the day is, how we've got to co-create solutions, not just this linear leadership um um edict from on high in terms of how we're going to be coming through this century stronger um than we started it so i always love this notion of of leader impactful leaders being um disruptive by nature and that their number one leadership trait has got to be creativity
1: absolutely love that and um and love this analogy with regards to moving from playing chess to really putting together the jigsaw puzzle. And that's
2: diversity. You know, yeah. that's where we celebrate our richness mm-hmm. of diversity and difference. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and that, and, but it, but it requires all of us to take the risk of hearing voices, all voices that maybe in the past we have simply not seen as relevant. Um, to our work, it requires us to take those blinders off and view the world in a, in a panoramic way, mm-hmm. and that's something that leaders of the 21st century are going to have to be able to do mm-hmm. and be courageous. Boy, Cheryl, I I keep saying to my my execs around the country, um, and this is something we hope to do in July at the University of Michigan. We're putting on the first ever what we call our seasoned CEO symposium where we're taking our leaders that have to have 10 years-plus experience now as executives and saying it's time for you now to, to ratchet it up a notch. And what I keep talking to them about, if there was ever a time for courage in our leadership, it is now. Wonderful. When in
1: May is the symposium?
2: It's in July. It's July, July 18th July. Okay. Uh, through the 21st. And any uh, uh, CEO of a nonprofit human service organization, do, you do not have to be in membership with us to join us. Be at the University of Michigan, and we will be engaging with faculty there and working with our seasoned execs—those with ten years of experience or more—and how they start tripling that organizational impact through really kicking that leadership up a notch or two um, as they as they look at the rest of their careers. Wonderful! I think that's a great resource, and so
1: many of the um, trainings and. Um, Conferences offered to your organization. You want to give our listeners the website so they might can go on and learn more about that.
2: Sure. Um, it's the Alliance for Children and Families is the um, owner of our holding company structure. So while I'm the CEO of Families International, I also serve as the CEO of the Alliance for Children and Families, and our website is www.alliance Alliance followed by the number one. dot org. Okay. And I have a blog. I'd love people to. Join my blog. I blog every week and um, love people to follow that and hope that it engages us all in a richer conversation about Excellent. our work. Excellent. So when you think of
1: the, um, the challenges that our leaders may be facing in being more transformational and how they go about impacting, what do you see as the biggest
2: challenge? Well, first of all, it is real easy right now with all of the million things that I feel are coming at our agencies. We have significant reduction in public sector funding, and agencies, more and more agencies over the years have become more dependent on public sector contracts and funding streams. And we have seen significant cuts at the state level. We have significant cuts yet to come from the federal level. And I think at the county and city level, they, too, are struggling mightily with the, the funding of um, off a lot of the safety net and social services that our agencies provide. So right now you've got agencies that are feeling death by a thousand cuts, and it's really hard to think strategically when you're trying to um, feel that you're trying to survive. And this is when I say leadership is is more important than ever, and I try to live by what I call my 80-20 rule. And that is 20% of my day can be spent running around like a chicken with my head cut off because I'm putting out the fire of the moment, the crisis of the moment. But a really good leader, 80% of their time, they ought to look back on a week and realize that they have made sure that 80% of their time was on relationship building, internal and external communications and relationship building, and thinking strategically for the advancement of the organization. If mm-hmm. if our leaders simply exist in the here and now in a survival mentality, they will not survive. Mm. Okay,
1: love that. And I'm hearing that Jenny is on the line. Jenny, can you hear us? Good afternoon. Hi Jenny, welcome to the hey, conversation. Jenny.
3: Hi, thank you.
1: Okay, we had, we had uh, mentioned that you would be joining us. Jenny Firmer is an associate executive director with Alfred Jewish Family Services. Want to welcome you to the conversation. Thank you. Okay. Were you able to hear what Susan was sharing as what she was looking at as the greatest challenges right now, what's really having to do with, I love that she says, death by a thousand cuts, just really looking at funding and how funding and cutting and some of these key areas mm-hmm. that's eroding some of the um, safety nets are presenting to um, many of our leaders today. Anything you would echo or add to what you see as
3: some of the biggest challenges facing leaders of yeah. today and
1: being transformational? Well,
3: yeah, what I did hear Susan say is uh, talking about how to put the puzzle together, the jigsaw puzzle. And I, maybe because I really spend a lot of time looking and thinking about nature, I think about it as kind of ecosystems. Really understanding all the nuances that go into making something work. And um, with an ecosystem, you know, it's it's kind of things happening at all levels, multi-dimensional. Um, Susan, you spoke about risk, and we're used to managing risk as it relates to employees and uh, obviously um, how uh, we protect those that we serve, um, whom we serve, and all of those components. And I think what I think of when I think of impact leadership, I too think of leadership at at um, all levels, so it's not just from the top down. Um, For example, um, we've spoken about this before, Cheryl, we have an ambassadors program, and to me those are leaders. They are peer-to-peer in their own gated communities, um, kind of being thought leaders and thinking strategically about how they can make an impact for aging in place. So now Jenny, for those who don't
1: have any context with regards to your ambassador program, yeah. say a little bit more so there's a little context as to how the, should sure. a Sure, and leadership is One role.
3: example when, when I, I think of how we have to take the risk and step outside of the traditional way we think of, of leadership is people who bring their talents and their skills. Um, who may not be necessarily trained leaders, but are part of an organization or volunteers within an organization who who force us through intelligent disobedience to to sit back and think about our own kind of leadership styles and giving up that control, but really thinking about it, so our ambassadors are um, themselves older adults living in older adult gated communities here in southeast Florida who take it upon themselves to kind of be liaisons in their own community and look out for their neighbors and be peer counselors and knock on the door of someone who's just come back from the hospital. And from an organizational perspective, it it enhances the organizational capacity of the organization, but um, they're leaders. And so how do we as organizations embrace leaders that are non-traditional? in so much as what we think of as management teams. Mm-hmm.
1: And I hear a nice thread between yourself and Susan with regards to creating spaces for voices and inclusion. And, Jenny, I have to say this, um, this intelligent disobedience, we're going to have to talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
3: Is that a, is that a um, Jennyism? No, it's really not a a Jennyism, although I have many of those. (laughs) Um, It it really is about creating, for me, it's about creating an opportunity for staff to see beyond policies and procedures, Uh and while they very much know... Um, what those policies and procedures are, they become really strong advocates within the organization and external from the organization mm-hmm. um, and so their purpose, just like you would think about when probably what everyone can relate to, is uh, obedience training for dogs not that i 'm suggesting that 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 we are of um, you know a similar kind of way that we get conditioned mm-hmm. um, but but it really is, um, it's not just about obeying command. Right. It kind of goes to what Susan was talking about
1: with regards to the disruption by maybe, well, what did you call it, critical thinking? D- disruptive by
3: nature. Oh, disruptive mm-hmm. by yeah, nature. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that part of it. I'm sorry I missed that. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think, Dr. G., what you're saying is there really is kind of a thread or a theme. Yeah,
1: it? I'm hearing it. I'm also hearing the music tell me i got to go to break. So <laughs> we're just going to pause for just a moment, and I'll look forward to, having us regain um, this conversation and also having Gia join us, who's going to share some of the questions from our listening audience. Please stay with us. We'll be right back for more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news.
1: Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to turning hard times into good times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G.
1: And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, talking about impactful leadership. And with us today, we have Susan Drakefuss, President and CEO of Families International, out of Milwaukee. Again, thank you for being with us, Susan. My pleasure. And Jenny Furmer has also joined us, Associate Executive Director with Alfred Jewish Family Services. Thank you, Jenny. I'm on it. Thank you. Yes. And sitting in with us today for Valerie, who's on business travel today, we have Gia Ransom. Gia, thank you so much for being on the line with us. Hi, Dr. G. My pleasure. Yes. And thank you for fielding questions from our listening audience. You have a couple of questions for us? Yes, I do. We have two questions. Okay, great. The first question is from Janine, and she is from Phoenix, Arizona. She says, I often hear the word impact used when referring to big changes or transformations, but what are some small ways an employee can make an impact in the workplace? Oh, wonderful. Who would like to start us off with responding to, was it Janine you said? Yes. Wonderful. Thank you, Janine, for your question. Susan or Jenny, you want to
3: respond to Janine? Um, I'll take that. Um, I think that when we talk about impact, I I think about impact, Um, and I actually really got this metaphor just recently at a training that the Alliance did at a senior leadership conference um, that spoke specifically about impact within organizations, um, which was in New Orleans just last week or two weeks ago, and um, how it was described is a pebble and the impact a pebble has when it hits the water. And so if you think about it, well, the way I think about impact is if it's a big rock and it goes splash and it has a huge ripple effect, that's a big impact. But I think that as employees, we can really have small pebbles that we drop. And so sometimes it's um, really trying to think, again, my, my analogy is the ecosystem, really knowing if you make a small change and it may be within a team, it may simply be with a colleague, um, but it it goes back to almost taking the risk about dropping that small pebble, because sometimes we're not always aware, and it takes courage, we're not always aware of what those ripples do throughout a system and where they, you know, what shores they eventually kind of hit. And so to me, um, Janine, I think it's being really thoughtful as a leader about um, what kind of pebble you want to pick up and where in the pond you might want to drop it. You know, I Mm -hmm. would add to that, I'm going to
2: go be biblical here, but it reminds me of um, the body and its many parts and that um, each are very important. And this is where leadership does matter. I have an obligation as the CEO of this organization to make sure that everyone in this organization knows that they're part of this body and to know that whether or not they are managing the mail in the mail room and the importance of the work that they do as it relates to our mission and vision as an organization um, around this country. I have an obligation to make sure everyone sees and understands the relationship of their work to what it is that we are trying to achieve with and through America's nonprofit human services sector. And mm-hmm. so it it really I think it's it is a it's a it also is a leadership issue and I think that's part of my job is to make sure that everyone that works here sees and understands a direct relationship or an indirect relationship between their work and the ultimate reason why we exist
1: great. I I love that and I I really like the conversation that we had began to have during the break with regards to finding and using one's authentic voice and I think for that to happen within an organization, you're absolutely right Susan, that those in leadership it becomes so helpful and important to create that space where it's welcomed Um, and I like the analogy that both of you are using the small pebble as well as the body I remember hearing a joke once with regards to there being no parts of the body that weren't Important, but really hitting home when they say, well, you know what, if the bottom stops working, then the head's not going to function too well. Right. Yeah, and so it takes all the parts, and no part is less important. Um, I think when we can, as employees, just add to that dialogue, uh, Janine, we're adding and, and we're making a positive difference by simply being able to add voice. But again, I think it's so important for the leadership to create a space where trust is important, is, is part of that fabric, and through that trust, it then increases the possibilities and the opportunities for that authentic voice to come through and be heard. So I'd say sharing your thoughts, Janine, mm-hmm. really. Those small impacts, those small sharings can really shift and make a big difference as well. Thank you. Uh, Gia, do you have another question? Yes. The next question is from Stephen, and he is from Atlanta, Georgia. He says, what are ways an organization can measure its impact on the
2: clients and community it serves? Wonderful. Thank you for your question, Stephen. I'll tell you, um, I'll take that uh, first, Jenny, and then you can, um, since you took the first one. I would say, first of all, there's, there's a lot of work being done in this space right now, and I wouldn't say that any of it is fully mature. Where I think we're seeing it happen um at a, at a higher level of maturity, is in what's being called collective impact. Um, there's a lot of work being done on this by the Stanford Social Innovation Center. I would encourage um, folks to go to that uh, website. They're doing some wonderful work in this issue of collective impact. I would point to Strive, which is a collective impact site in Cincinnati, Ohio, where the community has identified um, success in education, as a key impact that they have got to achieve as a community and a recognition that no one system, no one program, no one organization can get that done alone. So they've identified some large outcome measures that they want to be about as a community as it relates to education. The way in which the community then of all the various sectors and players are coming together Is each one seeing and understanding their role and responsibility within those larger objectives they're trying to achieve. And then using the kinds of outcome measures within their programs that show a clear crosswalk between their work. And so an example might be you want to see successful high school graduation as a, as a goal in a community. And yet we know that third grade, a child being at third grade reading level, is critically important. You might have a foster care agency that now is monitoring and measuring third grade reading level of children in out-of-home care as having a direct relationship to what the research tells us is a high correlate to on-time successful high school graduation. So I think this issue of impact, as I was defining it earlier, around poverty, health, education, and employment is going to take efforts like that around communities coming together to achieve this collective impact, sharing common impact measures as a community, and then the ability for everyone to see themselves relative to that and develop the kinds of measures that um, have, a, have, a, have a strong correlation, if not a direct correlation, right to that impact area that's being measured.
3: Excellent. Thank you. Um,
2: anything you'd like to add, Jenny?
3: Wow um i i couldn't agree with Susan Moore. I think that impact is one of those words that has been over the years thrown around a lot, and um we often i know in 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 our work and and working with agencies locally and nationally have often confused impact with kind of outcomes and I think for me, the impact piece of it again is that ripple effect, and not—it's not while the measurement and the tools may actually be scientifically based, the discussion about what the impact is, what we're looking for, who needs to be part of understanding that impact is not.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah. And, and again,
1: I I would want to echo, and it kind of takes me back to where you started, it, Susan, when you said you're so tired of organizations, um, the the whole thought can be exhausting maybe thinking about program outcomes versus really thinking about how do you make shifts in society and driving down those things that matter as it relates to reducing poverty and increasing health and education and um, yada, yada. And and I I love putting together all the pieces of the puzzle and being able to say we're on this continuum of change um, are we making a difference?
2: And but it does require um, really a very that kind of leadership. That. One of the things I'm constantly saying here mm-hmm. is we have to partner widely. Yes. We have to collaborate widely and partner yes. deeply. Mm-hmm. And it requires all of us to put down these defensive mechanisms of of, of competition. Mm-hmm. Of um and we, we we I just think our greatest opportunities and I think organizations thrive. When they when they collaborate widely and partner deeply, but that sounds easy. That's not necessarily always been uh, the way it has been in our in our um, sector. When there's a lot of competition for the same dollar,
1: right? But really, being able to put together that chain of collaboration where we are co-creating solutions and then can really see how it's impacting the community, it almost requires this. Collaboration to really be able to follow the impact, not, not where it doesn't just stop at did you meet your programmatic outcome goals, but did we all meet the goal of creating a positive difference in the lives of those who live in our communities? Right. So, great um, questions and wonderful uh, food for thought with regards to answering. Thank you, Stephen, from Atlanta for that question. And, Gia, thank you so much for coming online and sharing those with us. Any, any thoughts before you depart from us? Oh, well, just thank you for having me. And um, thank you, Susan and, and Jenny, for sharing your insight. I really appreciate it. It's definitely helping me as well. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much, Gia, for standing in for Valerie this week. We uh, really appreciate your coming online. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, Ginny, I know you kind of joined us in progress and we're kind of listening but also balancing a, a challenging act of um, being engaged in a meeting. So um, any thoughts that you had in mind that you wanted to definitely
3: make sure you shared with our listening audience today on this topic? Well, since since I have joined you and I've, I've heard quite a bit of the discussion and have participated, um, one thing really strikes me about coke Co-creating um, and creating new knowledge and putting everyone's expertise together and really trying to work this is the whole. And I know it's not a popular conversation, but the whole issue of egos and I think leadership and the whole issue of egos is something that is not a not something people are comfortable talking about, and yet it's really really hard. If everyone isn't truly focused on whatever, um kind of quote the mission of the co-collaboration or the co-creating is about. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. that's not a, a topic of another whole. No, I, I think that that's show. such a,
1: right, I mean I think that's such a, the collaboration can't happen with the eagles are out there stopping it from happening I and think it's
3: a real barrier so to forth. us being able to do our best work together.
1: yeah. No, absolutely. And it sounds like we actually need to transition to a break and then we will look to um, come back and maybe add some final thoughts on this topic with regards to how we as leaders can advance our own um, effectiveness and really moving beyond just um, our own programmatic pieces to really impacting our communities.
0: Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Hey,
3: did you know Voice America has partnered with the KidStar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com.
0: We're listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G.
1: And thank you so much for being with us today. we have enjoyed this conversation on Impact Leadership. Susan Dreyfus, President and CEO of Families International Milwaukee, thank you again. My pleasure. Jenny Fermer, Associate Executive Director with Alfred Jewish Family Services, always a pleasure to have you on the line.
3: Thank you so much.
1: Mm -hmm. So as we transition into our final moments here, Susan, any um, final thoughts you'd
2: like to share with our listeners regarding leading with impact? Well, I would just say that you cannot lead for impact if you sit at your desk. And it requires our organizations, their boards, um, as well as the staffing pattern of the organization to allow the executive um, and, his or, and his or her uh, leadership group to be able to be active, um, I think, at a national level, even an international level, to be able to have time to get immersed in cross-sector issues and to see the world beyond what they are working on day in and day out. It also requires our leaders, especially in the nonprofit human services area, to be highly engaged in their communities, to be visible, to be present, um, to be active in their communities. So, you know, it's interesting for me. I keep um, saying if we just keep hanging around with each other, we'll keep coming up with a lot of the same solutions. But when we start engaging in the community where you have nonprofit human service leaders spending lots of time with the health services system, with the with the for profit business sector, um all of a sudden with the educational system, all of a sudden we start, I think, seeing ourselves in a different way and the relationship um of our work to the needs in our community in a different way. I think that's where the creativity happens, but oftentimes um organizational leaders, either it's not their inclination to want to leave their desk, which is too bad, um, or they don't have the kind of organizational structure that allows them to do that. And so they end up uh, spending way too much time inside the organization and not outside seeing what I think is that larger 21st century vision for themselves.
3: Great. Jenny, anything you'd like to add? I I would add that um, the parallel process is probably for the board of directors themselves to also be um, attending local and national kinds of conventions or meetings so that they can do the cross-pollination as well. I think that we as leaders uh professional leaders really need to be working with our boards to help them understand um, the new vision, if you will, or impact leadership being much more action-oriented and not so insular as just to be focused on their singularly, um, which we very much appreciate. I don't want to give the wrong message, but but it's bigger than that in terms of impact leadership, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: even for the board of directors.
2: But oftentimes, I think with the best of intentions, we... We spend so much time um, keeping our boards busy with the operational aspects of an organization, and there's a comfort in that. There's a comfort not only for our board members, but there's a comfort in that for the executives and their leaders, is that we don't allow boards to have, I think, should be a majority of their time thinking strategically for the future of the organization. Right, and that a lot essence, of time on yes. yesterday and today, and not enough time on tomorrow, mhm, yeah, and that is in essence where we really want to
1: have those sports focused is on that strategy
3: mhm mm-hmm. and and the image of being stuck in the weeds is one to me that says you know more than a thousand words mhm mhm yeah, no i I agree with you wholeheartedly, and
1: I'd like to see not only having um having there be an opportunity for the executive level of the organization and boards to be out in the community and engaging, but my hope would be that um, employees at all levels of the organization are engaging with those in the community. And, um, again, I'll just kind of echo that, people learn and grow from
2: interaction with each other. Well, and we so, have a really cool thing going on here with Aramark. Um, Aramark Corporation uh, funds us through our United Neighborhood Centers of America, one of the companies that we have within Families International, where their employees around the country, with and through our member agencies, are active and involved in the community. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's Aramark as a large worldwide company that sees the engagement of their employees as a critical part um, of their responsibility as a corporation. Yes. No, yeah, we've had
1: um, very similar involvement with Federal Express and other um, organizations in our in our communities where they will come out and engage. And So I'd like to see that engagement in all directions with regards to, I think the more we can have us communicating and talking together, the more we can move into the direction of what you had stated as that number one leadership trait and the creativity, I think the creativity, will bubble up and ideals will emerge as people engage and learn more about each other and the needs that we are endeavoring to to tackle. Um, Any thoughts with regards to resources that either of you would recommend to our listening audience?
2: Well, as I said before, I would encourage anybody that's an executive um, out there to certainly be um, looking at ways that you can be engaged with other execs um, in your work that you can be engaged with executives outside of your work and spend time in the field. Spend time out with your employees doing the work they do. We, we cannot be leaders in this work with our heads only. It has to be the head and the heart connection. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's critically important that you do that. Something I've just committed myself to over my, uh, my career is to, is to make sure that I don't lose sight of what's going on Um, on the front line and and the other thing I would say is I shared earlier um, that this is really a time for stepped up leadership Um, we have a lot of what I think are incredible opportunities but I'll tell you there's a lot of risks facing us as a sector as well and I talked earlier about our program at the University of Michigan this July uh, for those execs with 10 years of experience or more um, hoping that they will come and really learn and think about how they can kick it up a notch in terms of the impactful leadership they're having within their communities.
1: Great. And I know we're getting ready to wrap up. I'm getting a note here, but, um, Jenny, how about
3: yourself? Any... Well, I, I would say that uncertainty is here to stay. And so um, really focusing on the future can immobilize many a good leader, um, but not, not being fearless, but having no fear in terms of really ready to embrace opportunities to, to, to achieve success is really critical, and it takes courage, as Susan has said many times. Great. Well
1: again, thank you to both of you for engaging today and I will um, kind of add, uh, as we talked about earlier as a reference, to invite individuals to go on and visit uh, the Alliance's website, www.alliance, oneorg one dot org and certainly can visit our website at Innovisions at www.innovisions.org. And then we have the events that's coming online which is also a great opportunity to to come up in, um have conversations with regards to how we might engage together. You can go to either of our websites and uh, visit that. Also at the University of Mich- Michigan, when you go to the Alliance website, you can look up the um, Executive Leadership Institute as another opportunity to learn while engaging. So I want to thank our listening audience for being with us today and ask you to join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, inspiring solutions.